who are here. Father, I thank you for the faithfulness of those who would come out on a Sunday night uh, to be in church. And Lord, I pray that as we study uh, this chapter in the book of Joshua, that you would help us to be able to apply it, to be able to learn it tonight. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Alright, well we're there in Joshua chapter number 8. And like I said before, Joshua, I don't know if you've caught it as you read it, maybe it's a lot of words, but the, the book of Joshua is a very exciting book. Maybe not for the ladies, I don't know. But if you're a guy, man, Joshua's a good book to read. I mean, it's all about war, it's all about battles, and this battle, and that battle. And you've got to understand, let me say that, you need to understand that uh, in the Old Testament, oftentimes we we're reading the history of a nation. Now, we understand that all those things were an example or an ensample of things to come, and we can learn those stories, and we can apply those stories, and we can learn spiritual principles. But when you hear them, you know, and they're killing all these people and killing all that people, you got to understand, we're reading the history book of a nation that is at war. You, you understand that? So don't, you know, don't let that offend. Now, all of this happened. But don't say, well, why is God, you know, why aren't they doing this or why aren't they doing that? It's, it's a, a history of them uh, conquering a land. But you've got to keep in mind as we study through the book of Joshua, we said this before. But you need to understand that Joshua is a picture or a representation of the victorious Christian life. And when the children of Israel who represent the church or represent a believer are taking or conquering that land, the land represents you. It represents your heart. And those battles that they're fighting at Jericho, and the battles that they're fighting at Ai, and all those battles are, are a picture of battles that you and I will fight in our lives, in our Christian life. We're going to fight against our flesh, and we're going to fight against the devil, and we're going to fight against sin. And if you're living in, in victory in your Christian life, and you're accomplishing something, you're constantly going to be fighting something, or trying to get better at something, or trying to get, you know, get sin out of your life, and that's what this represents. All these nations represented sin in the land that the children of Israel had to remove. They had to remove Jericho. They had to remove Ai. They had to remove these nations. It represents battles they had to fight, battles they had to win to be able to live the victorious Christian life. That's what we're studying. That, that's what this is about. Now, if you remember from last week, the children of Israel just had their uh, first defeat in Canaan land due to sin in the camp. If you remember, is it cold in here? Is anybody cold? Are you, is everybody comfortable? You're a little cold? A little cold? Okay, a few cold? You guys, is anybody cold? I mean, I, no, you guys act like you're not cold and then all of you are like, well, I'm a little cold. Okay, just a few of you cold? Okay, could we turn that up a little bit? Just a little bit? I, I mean, I'm, always, I'm comfortable, but I know if I'm comfortable, you're probably cold. So. Uh, arriba. Yes. Speaking in tongues. Okay, that's good, that's good. That's good right there. Good. Amen. 67, 67. Okay, amen. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit came upon me and I just now. Okay. If you remember, the children of Israel just had their first defeat due to sin in the camp. In the last chapter, we saw how the sin of Achan, remember Achan, he saw, he coveted, and he took what did not belong to him. And because of that, the children of Israel went in to fight the second battle. Remember, Ai was supposed to be an easy fight. It was a small town. And they went in to fight it, and they lost. They failed in the battle that they were supposed to win. Now in Joshua chapter 8, we see how they deal with this and eventually do overcome Ai. Now, you need to understand, the last part 
uh, Josh chapter number 8, we'll deal with next week. And that's a great story. And, I, and you're going to want to learn uh, that about when Joshua uh, separates the people and puts one on Mount Ebal and one on Mount Gerizim. And he goes through the, the, the blessings and the cursings. And that's a throwback to Moses. And we'll go through that next week. But this week I just want to deal with them overcoming Ai. Now you say, well, what, what can we learn from this? And I, I honestly, I don't want to be very long tonight, and I know I always say that, but I actually mean it this time, okay? So I'm going to try my best to, to go through this quickly. I just want to give you a few statements tonight in regards to, well, what can we learn from this story? Here's what you got to understand. The children of Israel set out to win a battle and lost it. And in the same way, you and I, in our Christian lives, will often set out to fight a battle in our lives and fail. I don't know if I don't know if you would agree with that, or I don't know if if you maybe I'm the only one who's you know. But but some of you are going to, or maybe you already are here, where you set out on in January of this year and said in 2013, bless God, I'm going to read the Bible cover to cover. Maybe you made that decision, and praise the Lord for it. And you start reading Genesis, and you're just man, I'm right there, you know. And you start reading Exodus, and you're like, man, that's exciting. And then you got to Leviticus, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You said Leviticus is your AI. <laughs> so with Jericho was easy. Yeah, Genesis is exciting. <laughs> but you get to Leviticus and Deuteronomy, and then maybe you quit and you fail. Maybe you said, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a tither. I'm going to be faithful with my tithe. And you tithe that first time, and that second time, and that third time. And then, and, and, and then you got to register the vehicle. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> then an unexpected bill comes. And you say, well, I don't know about that. You know, whatever it is, you decide, I'm going to be a soul winner. But then you don't show up for soul winning. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to church on Wednesday night, but then you don't show up for church on Wednesday Whatever it is, in your Christian life, I'm here to tell you, I don't want you to get frustrated. Because a, a Christian that is trying to grow is always battling. But when you go to battle, you always have the chance of failing, of losing, of not being able to, to, to win the battle. Now keep your finger there in Joshua, and let me show you a key verse in the book of Proverbs, real quickly. Proverbs Chapter number 24. These are verses we've looked at before. Proverbs chapter number 24. And by the way, you need to understand, everybody fails at some point. Every, you, 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 say, you, you say, you know, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to pray for an hour. And you, set, and you set your alarm clock, but you, you know, set it for p.m. instead of a.m. <laughs> you wonder why your alarm clock went off at 5.30 p.m., but you didn't get up in the morning. You know what I mean? Or you say, well, I'm going to pray for an hour. And then five minutes into your prayer time, you fell asleep. <laughs> Two hours went by and you're like, oh man, I'm late for church. You know what I mean? You're going to fail in areas of your life. Now, are you there in Proverbs 24? Look at verse 16. The Bible says this, Proverbs 24, 16. For a just man falleth seven times. But here's the difference between a, a just man and a failure. And riseth up again. Do you see that? But the wicked shall fall into mischief. For a just man falleth seven times. And riseth up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. Go back there to Joshua. Look at verse number 1. Here's what you need to understand. You said they, they went to battle Ai. And they went to fight Ai. And they lost. What do they do? Number 1. Whenever you fail in your Christian life, just remember. You've got to face that failing. The children of Israel did not lose the battle in Ai. And said, well just forget about Ai. Let's just move on to something else. They didn't do that. Look at verse 1. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, 
Neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee and arise. Notice what he says. Go up to Ai. Do you see that? Now if I was Joshua, I'd think to myself, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to... I, I, go back to Ai. We lost that battle. Let me tell you something. The Christian life, and what you need to understand about the Christian life, is that you don't choose your battles. God puts a battle in front of you, Jericho, and He expects you to wage war on that battle till you get victory in that thing. And then you will move on to the next battle. And you don't get to move on to the next battle until you've taken over that first battle. Do you understand? The children of Israel could not go out and say, well, God, yeah, let's, let's go, let's see about, maybe we can get the Philistines. Maybe we can conquer that. God says, no, no, no. We're going to make sure we take care of Ai, and we're not moving from Ai until we've taken care of it. You face your failures. You say, well, I failed. I, I didn't. Here's what I'm trying to say. You, you say, well, I, I, I set out to read the Bible this year and I got to Leviticus and I quit or I got to Deuteronomy and I quit or I got to Numbers and I quit. Now what do I do? I'm just never going to read the Bible again. No, you just go back at it. You just stick back at it. You say, well, I, I was going to try to be a soul winner and, then, and I was going to talk at that door but then at the last minute I chickened out. What do I do next week? Just do it again. Try it again. Always fight that battle. Jack Hiles said this. This was a quote that was in our bulletin last week. It's, he said, Grace, unless you make it the last chapter of your book. Say, so, well, I attempted to do something for God, and I failed at it. We attempted to fight AI, and we didn't. We 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 weren't able to succeed. Well, you're not a failure unless you quit. The only way to fail is to quit. A just man falleth seven times and rises up again. The battles in the book of Joshua represent the spiritual battles we face in our lives. And like in any life, you're going to win some and you're going to lose some. But when you lose some, you just get back up and go at it again. The lesson we can learn from the uh, AI is that they faced, number one, their failures. But number two, not only did they face their failures, but they learned from their failures. Sometimes we fail at something. And we attempt to do it again, and then we fail again. And we attempt to do it again, and then we fail again. And we think, well, what's going on? You've got to realize, when you, when you give in to temptation, when you give in to sin, when the devil gets the better hand of you, or your flesh gets the better hand of you, or whatever gets the better hand of you, and you lose, you say, man, I, I tried to do this, and then it didn't work out. You better just take a moment to step back and realize, okay, what went wrong here? You understand what I'm saying? You say, you know, you, uh, you, I've been sober for so many years, and, and then, you know, I haven't, I haven't drank liquor for 20 And you say, why do you use the, the example of liquor? Because it's easy for us to understand. You know, it's a very simple thing. I, 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 I wasn't going to, you know, what happened? Well, maybe you shouldn't have gone into the bar. I know you went into the bar to ask for water, but maybe you shouldn't have gone. You just you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you say, well, I don't know what happened. Well, step back and realize, okay, that was a mistake. <laughs> you know, uh, Pat, uh, I, was on, I was on a diet. Well, but why did you go to Cold Stones and ask to use the restroom? You see what I'm saying? You just gotta, sometimes you got to just step back and, and realize, okay, what went wrong here? Why did I fail here? Why did this not work? Do you remember there was a few things that went wrong as to why they couldn't take AI? Go, go back to uh, Joshua chapter 7. Look at verse 3. And I like Cold Stone, by the way. <laughs> Joshua chapter 7, look, verse 3. The Bible says this, And they returned to Joshua. Remember Joshua sent spies into Ai? And they returned to Joshua, notice, and said unto him, The first mistake they made with Ai was they never consulted God. Joshua took advice from men, but not God. Do you remember what happened before they went to Jericho? Remember that Joshua had a very special meeting? 
with the captain of the host of the Lord. Do you remember that? Where Joshua was, was sitting there meditating and praying or thinking about the things he was going to do. And God in the flesh showed up and he said, are you for us or for our adversaries? He said, nay, as a captain of the host of the Lord, am I come? And here's the interesting thing. The captain of the Lord of the host showed up and he told Joshua, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go around the city one time for six days. And on the seventh day, you're going to do it seven times. You're going to shout. The trumpet's going to sound. The walls are going to come down and you're going to take the city. God told Joshua exactly what to do to take Jericho. But when he went to take AI, there was no such meeting. Did you notice that? There was no consulting with God. There was no talking with God. There was no getting advice from God. There was no getting plan from God. He just listened to what the spies had to say. And let me say this. The spies are always going to get you in trouble. That's what got them in trouble in the first place. Remember they sent the 12 spies in and, and, 12 were bad, and 10 were bad and 2 were good? Remember that? And that got them in trouble. And then he sends them into... Let me, let me just play something. You don't need espionage when you've got God on your side. We don't need to sit there and try to figure out. See, oftentimes we get ourselves into trouble because we sit there and we try to figure out, well, if, if I do this and that, and how's this going to work? Look, just let God deal with it and you just be obedient to God. That's it. They, 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 they did not seek... There was no meeting with God. There was no seeking God's will. He heard what the spies had to say, and he acted on the advice of the spies. Let me tell you something. When it comes to marriage, when it comes to children, when it comes to finances, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to time management, when it comes to success in your career, when it comes to every area of your life, if you take advice from man and refuse to listen to what God has to say, you will fail every time. The world will try to tell you how to raise your kids and it will be completely different from what the Bible says. And let me tell you something, you will fail at raising your kids. You will fail at having a good marriage. You will fail to, at everything you do if you, don't live, if you don't realize that you can't take advice from man, you've got to take advice from God. That was their first mistake. The second mistake, if you remember, is that they did not go up as a group. Are you there in Joshua 7? Look at verse 3 again. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, remember what they said? Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor hither, for they are but few. They said, let's not everybody go. Let's just, just send a few people to do the work. Those were their mistakes. In Joshua chapter number 8, we realize and we see that Joshua made sure, before we go back to Ai, we're going to correct some mistakes. Notice what they did. Look at verse 1 again. And the Lord. Do you see that? Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That is God, Jehovah God. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise and go up to Ai. See, now they're back on track, because now God is initiating it. You see that? They learn from their mistakes. First they realize, wow, we didn't get God involved in this. It's amazing to me how many things we think we're going to accomplish for God and never involve God in it. You, you, we, we, cannot, you say, I, we cannot minister to people. We cannot preach the Word of God. We cannot go soul winning. We cannot do anything. You know, we, we think we're going to go out there and we're going to get it done in our flesh. We've got to make sure that God is involved in the things that we are doing. And you can do godly things and you can do spiritual things and do them outside of the will of God. But see, God told them to go to take the land. But number two is what's interesting. Look what God said. Look at verse 1 again. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Look what he said. Take all. Do you see that? He didn't say take 2,000. 
He didn't say take 3,000. He said take all the people of war with thee and arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai. Skip down to verse uh, number 2. And thou shalt do to Ai and to her kings as thou didst unto Jericho and her kings, only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof. Notice, this isn't really part of my sermon, but I want you to notice this. The spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall ye take for a prey unto yourselves. If Achan would have just waited, he could have got whatever garments he wanted from Ai. But he, he, he stole from God. That was the problem. But God says, hey, the first fruits, that's mine. You can have the rest. He said, I just want, I just want the Jericho to be an offering to God. I want you to honor me with your offering. But when you get to, AK, to, to Ai, he says, take up the prey unto yourselves. Uh, lay, but notice, lay thee in ambush for the city behind it. Verse 3. So Joshua arose and, don't miss this, all the people of war. Do you see that? They learn from their mistakes. Skip down to verse 10 real quickly. Look what it says. And Joshua rose up early in the morning before battle. Look what it says. And numbered the people. Do you see that? Isn't that interesting? He gets up early and he says, Hey guys, listen. Uh, before we go into war at AI, let's take a roll call real quick. You know what he was saying? I want to make sure everybody's here. He said, because last time we made a mistake and we didn't, we didn't uh, send everyone to battle... He said, I, I, don't want to make, I want to make sure nobody stays behind. Let's all go. You see how he's correcting the problem? When you fail in your Christian life, take a moment to step back and realize, okay, what happened here? Why did we fail? Why did this not go the way it should have? Learn from your mistake. Not only did they face their failures, but they learned from their failures. And, and, and by the way, let me say this. When they involved God, guess what God does? He takes over. When they involve God, God is now giving them the plan. Look at the last part of verse 2, just real quickly. Look what it says. This is God speaking to Joshua. Lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. So when they involve God in it, God is now telling them, how. He's not just telling them to go to Ai, He's telling them how you're going to take Ai. They're learning from their mistakes. Their mistake was they were doing it their way, they were listening to men. They were not all going, but they corrected it. They learned from their failures. And in your life, I'm just here to tell you, you're going to have to learn to learn from your mistakes. To learn from your sin. To learn from your failures. To learn what it is that got you in a position that you did not want to be. And say, we're not going to do that again. Joshua said, we will take Ai, but this time it will be different than last. This time we're going to allow God to direct. This time we're going to allow God to tell us what to do. This time, he says, we're all going to... In fact, he says, in fact, let's just take a roll call. Let's number the people. Make sure everybody's here. Because we're all going to battle. Number three. I said number one, they faced their failures. And, and, and please understand this. I, 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 maybe I, I may not have made a very big deal about that point. But so many times, Christians fail in their Christian life, and here's why. They have an issue. They have a problem. Maybe they did wrong to someone. And because they don't want to deal with that failure, they don't want to ask forgiveness, or they don't want to just admit, man, I was wrong for doing that. A lot of people just quit and say, forget this. But let me tell you something. When you decide to get right with God... And you decide that, I'm going to get back in this thing. Guess what? Whatever you left, you're going to have to come back and deal with that same issue again. 
It's not going anywhere. You understand that? You can't just say, well, well, we lost AI, so let's just go somewhere else. No. As soon as you come back, guess what? AI is going to be waiting for you. I often tell people this. People, people will come to this church. And it's not just people. Pastors too. I, you, you know, you hear of uh, pastors and you hear of church people and they'll say, well, you know, I really like this church, but there's just this one issue and, and they'll leave because of an issue. And guess what? They'll go to another church and guess what? That same issue will be waiting for them there. And they'll go to another church, and that same issue will be waiting for them there. And they'll go to another church, and that same issue will be waiting for them. Why? Because you can't just decide, I'm not fighting this battle. God's going to make sure you fight AI. You can't just skip AI. Do you understand that? Same thing with marriages. Well, I've got an issue in this marriage. I forget this marriage, I'm going to try another one. Guess what? When you get to the next one, the same issue is going to be there. Say, why? Because you're the issue, that's why. Well, if I, if I just had better people, then I could be a much better pastor. No, you couldn't. People are the same everywhere. You just got to fight that battle. You just got to stay with it. You got to stay consistent. When, when you lose a battle, say, you know what? Let's take a moment. Let's figure out what went wrong. Let's learn from our failures. And let's face that battle again. That's the only way to win. Number three. I only got four points. So we're, we're doing good. Good night. Number three. They took advantage of their failure. They took advantage of their failure. Look at verse six. Well, look at verse uh, five. And I and all the people that are with me will approach into the city. Notice, all the people. And it shall come to pass when they come out against us. This is Josh. This is, this is the plan, okay? When they come up, when they come out against us, notice what he says, as at the first, that we will flee before them. Do you see that? He says, we're going to come out against them, like the first time, we're going to run away from them. Verse 6. For they will come after us, till we have drawn them from the city. For they will say, they flee before us. Notice, as at the first, they're saying, here's what they're going to say. They're going to say, oh, they're running from us again, like they did the first time. Therefore, we will flee before them. You see that? This is a very interesting uh, uh, plan that they had here. Verse 7. And then you shall rise up from the ambush. Because here's what they did. This was, and again, maybe you've got to be a guy to, to really enjoy it. Or I don't know, you ladies, let me know if you, if you like this kind of stuff in the Bible. But here's what they did. He took all the men and he sent a portion of them by night first. And he told them to hide behind the city and to lay low and to wait. And he said, we're going to go to the city as if we're going to fight. And when the people come out, we're going to run from them. And they're going to be like, oh, they're fighting. They're running again as of the first. And he said, when they chase after us, you guys that are hiding are going to go in that city that is no longer protected because they're chasing us. And you're going to set the city on fire. And when the enemy turns around and says, whoa, our city's on fire, then we're going to ambush them and we're going to defeat them. You see how there's a plan now? It's very organized. Look at verse 7. Then ye shall rise up from the ambush and seize upon the city. For the Lord your God 
God will deliver it into your hand. And it shall be, when ye have taken the city, that ye shall set the city on fire. According to the commandment of the Lord shall ye do. See, I have commanded you. Joshua therefore sent forth, and they went to lie in ambush, and abode between Bethel and Ai, on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged that night among the people. And Joshua rose up early in the morning. And numbered the people, and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people to Ai. And all the people, even the people of war that were with him, went up and drew nigh, and came before the city, and pitched on the north side of Ai. Now there was a valley between them and Ai. And he took about five thousand men, and set them to lie in ambush between Bethel and Ai. These are the guys that are hiding on the west side of the city. And when they had set the people, even even all the host that was on the north of the city, and their liars in wait on the west of the city, Joshua went that night into the midst of the valley. Look at verse 14. And it came to pass when the king of Ai saw it, that they hasted and rose up early. Uh, and the men of the city went out against Israel to battle. He and all his people at a time appointed before the plain. But he wist not. That means he, he did not know that there were liars in ambush against him behind the city. Look at, look at verse uh, 15. And Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten. That means they pretended like they were losing. They made as if they were beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness. And the people that were in Ai were called together to pursue after them. And they pursued after Joshua and were drawn away from the city. And there was not a man left in Ai or Bethel that went not out after Israel. And they left the city open and pursued after Israel. So now they're following after Israel. They think they're going to beat them. They're going to kill them. Verse 18. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in thy hand toward Ai, and I will give it into thine hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear. That was like the code word. That was the sign. When he stretched out the spear, it says that he had in his hand toward the city, and the ambush arose quickly out of their places, their hiding place, and they ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand, and they entered into the city, and took it, and hasted, and set the city on fire. Isn't that a great military strategy? That's an exciting book. It's better than any Hollywood movie you can find. That's good. You say, well, what can we learn from that? Here's what's interesting about this story. They took advantage of their failure. See, they had already lost to Ai. So they took advantage of that. They said, you know, Ai and his king, they're going to think that we're weak or that we're small. So we're going to let them think that. And we're going to go, and when they come out, we're going to act like we're retreating. We're going to run away. We're going to pretend as if we're losing. And they're going to follow after us. And then the ambush is going to take them. See, what you need to understand is this. In your Christian life, you will fail. But sometimes, you can use that failure to help you win the next battle. You understand what I'm saying? So often in our lives, the devil wants to accuse you. The Bible says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And he will say... You know, you already failed at that. And you already messed that up. You already ruined that marriage. And he says, see, you can't, 
Because you're married again. You say, well, you're going to ruin that one. No, don't buy that lie. You know, don't, don't allow a failure to knock you out. Don't allow a failure to, to, to make you believe. Just realize that every once in a while, you can use a failure to help you win the next battle. I often think of the Apostle Paul. Paul could have ran around with his head down and said, Oh man, I killed so many Christians and I did so many things. And good night. Oh man, he could have done that. But you know what he did instead? He allowed his prior failures to motivate him to get the gospel out. You understand that? You can allow a failure, a past failure, say, you know what, I, I, I'm going to learn from that fail, failure, I'm going to face that failure, but I'm also going to allow that failure. Somebody said it like this, let your burden be your bridge. You said, I'm burdened because I didn't accomplish this, or I'm burdened because I, hey, allow that to motivate you, use that to be able to accomplish something for God. They took advantage of their failures. Number four. They destroyed the possibility to fail again. Look at verse 18. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in thy hand toward Ai, and I will give it into thine hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that he had in his hand toward the city. And the ambush arose quickly out of their place, and they ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand, and they entered into the city, and took it, and hasted, and set the city on fire. And when the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw, and behold, the smoke of the city ascended up to heaven, and they had no power to flee this way or that way, and the people that fled to the wilderness turned back upon the pursuers. And when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city, and that the smoke of the city ascended, then they turned again and slew the men of Ai. That's, I think that's cool. They're running. Oh no! Oh no! And then they see it's on fire. They're like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> and they both turn around and ambush them. 21. And when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city, and that the smoke of the city ascended, and they turned again and slew the men of Ai, and the other issued out of the city against them, so that they were in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side, and they smoked them, so that they let, I want you to notice this, they let none of them remain or escape. They did not allow any of them to live. Look at verse 23. And the king of Ai... They took alive and brought him to Joshua. And it came to pass when Israel had made an end of slaying, notice this, not most, not many, but all of the inhabitants of Ai in the field, in the wilderness, wherein they chased them. And when they were uh, all fallen on the edge of the sword until they were consumed, that all the Israelites returned unto Ai and smote it with the edge of the sword. And so it was, verse 25, that all that fell that day, both of men and women, were 12,000, even all the men of Ai. Remember when they lost, when Israel lost to Ai the first time? How many did they lose? Remember what it was? 32. Now, when Israel takes Ai, how many did they kill? 12,000. Big difference. Verse 26. Say, why did they kill them all? Because of this. For Joshua... Don't miss this. Drew not his hand back. When Joshua gave the sign, what was the sign? When he raised that spear up 
And they saw Joshua with a spear in the air. They knew, oh, that's a sign. Let's go. But guess what? The whole battle, Joshua never brought that spear down. He never, he never said, okay, guys, good job. You got half the job done. Good job. Joshua kept his hand up and he said, you take AI and I don't care. We, he said, we're going to kill every single person in that city. We're going to take that whole city. We're not going to allow us to fail again. And the Bible, don't miss that. He drew not his hand back. Wherewith he stretched out the spear until, the last part of verse 26, until he had, don't miss this, utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of AI. You say, what is the significance here? Here's what you're going to understand. As we study the book of Joshua, it will become apparent, and especially when we get into the book of Judges, it will become very clear that unfortunately, the children of Israel never finished the job of conquering the land. They were supposed to take everyone out and conquer the whole land. But as you, especially if you read the first, book, the first chapter of Judges, the, the God will go through and tell and explain, and you'll say, you know, they were supposed to destroy the Philistines, but they allowed them to stay. They were supposed to destroy this nation, but they allowed them to stay. They were supposed to destroy this nation, but they allowed them to stay. And guess who were giving them problems from then on? The Philistines, the Gentiles. Remember, David had to kill Goliath, the Philistine. You say, well, what is the picture here? Any battle that you do not fully win will be a battle. That you will have to fight again. See, you, you see, these battles represent sin in our life. And we have to remove the sin. And these, they had no mercy. Joshua said, I want them all out. He said, I'm not putting my hand down. I'm not putting the spear down. I want them gone. And you and I are going to have to get a little grit about us. And you and I are going to have to get a little anger about us. And you and I are going to have to get to the place. Let me tell you something. We have to get to the place where we just decide, I am against sin. And I want it out of my life. I want it out of my family. I want it out of my home. I don't want a little bit. Joshua said, don't, don't let a few of them live. He said, destroy them all. Get them all out. You understand what I'm saying? Oftentimes, I'll preach about things. I'll, I'll, I'll mention the television. People get offended because I mentioned the television. And let me tell you something. The television is, there's a lot of wicked things on the TV. And if you don't get that, then you need to wake up. But sometimes people say, they'll, they'll say this to me. They'll say, well, pastor, yeah, there's a lot of bad things on TV, but there's a lot of good things on TV too. And the things I watch, there's just a little bit of bad. Get, all, get it all out of your life. Get, you don't, let, don't allow a little bit of AI to stay. You understand? That's the concept. God wants you mad at sin. God wants you fighting and battling sin. Now look, you say, Pastor, I own a TV. Look, I, I love you. If you own a TV, I'm not against you, but I'm, I'm just trying to tell you, I'm trying to illustrate to you that we cannot continue to fight half battles. And just think, well, well, I kind of got, you know, I've got an issue with my tongue, or I've got an issue with my cursing, or I've got an issue with this, and, and I've kind of got it under control almost most of the time. You can't have that attitude. You just got to decide, when I'm fighting AI, I'm done with AI. And I'm not going to fight it again. You understand that? You can't, you, you can't just, I'm going to kind of quit smoking, and every once in a while I'm just going to light one up. It doesn't work that way. You got to give it up. You got to get it out of your life. And that's how sin works. Just real quickly, go through to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We're almost done. And I actually mean it. 
1 Corinthians chapter number 6. Look at verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. The Bible says this. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 and verse 12. It says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me. This is what the Apostle Paul said. But I will not be brought under the power of any. You know what he was saying? I'm not going to allow any sin. I'm not going to allow any little thing. I'm not going to allow any small thing to control me. He said, I'm going to get it all out of my life. The big sins, the little sins, the big battles like Jericho and even those small AIs were not. And by the way, it's always the small ones that get you. Jericho was a huge city. AI was a small city. They were successful at Jericho and they failed at AI. It reminds me of the story. Do you remember when, when Lot was in Sodom? And the angels brought Lot out of Sodom? And what did Lot say? He said, allow me to go into this little, this little city. It's just a little one. And what did he get in that city? Booze. He got drunk. He had relationships with his own daughters because of drunkenness. Two wicked nations came out of that sin. Why? Because he went to the little town. I, I'm not in Sodom anymore. I'm just going to go to this little town. It's always the little ones that will get you. Well, Pastor, you don't understand. I, I just watch. A, I just have this little sin that I deal with. That's the one that's going to get you. That's the one that's going to get you. That, those AIs, those small towns, eh, it's not that big of a deal. So what do we do when we fail? Well, you've got to face that failure. You've got to learn from that failure. And to whatever extent that you can, take advantage of that failure. But make sure when you win that battle, whatever that battle is that you're dealing with, we're all dealing with something. Make sure when you win that battle, make sure you destroy it so thoroughly that you never have to deal with it again. Joshua said, I don't want to see another person from AI ever again. He said, I don't want to remember this. He said, I want them all gone. He said, when we say we won, I want us to meet it. Learn from your failures. Say, why? Because you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You might as well just learn from them and learn how to adapt so you can win the next battle. Let's bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for our church, Lord. And thank you again for Bible study night and, and just for allowing us to be able to learn from the Bible. And, and, and these stories are so exciting, God. But at the same time, we know that we can learn from them. And we have to learn from them. We have to learn that... Every once in a while, we're not going to be victorious. But we can't just ignore AI. We've got to fight it. We've got to battle it. Father, we love you in your precious name, I pray. Amen.